2: on Metro News, the voice of high school sports in West Virginia.
3: This is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar. Over the next two hours, we'll catch you up on the latest happenings of high school sports in West Virginia. The High School Sports Line is presented by Parmar. If there's not a Parmar near you, there will be soon. Parmar, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Tonight's show is also brought to you in part by Marshall University. Your moment awaits at Marshall. By ZMM architects and engineers at the forefront of school design in West Virginia, online at ZMM.com. By Glenville State University, pioneer your future. By WVU Medicine, exclusive healthcare provider of all mountaineers, including you. And by Concord University, it starts with you. Along with Dave Jeklin and Joe Bracato, here's your host for the high school sports line, Fred Persinger.
1: Good evening, high school sports fans across the state of West Virginia. Welcome in. It is a Wednesday evening, the 18th of October, and we're ready to go for a couple of hours talking some high school sports tonight. Good evening, David. Good evening, Fred. And good evening, Joe. Good evening. Now, we may just throw in a little bit of uh, soccer throughout the course of
4: the evening. So you heard uh, Dave in uh, my pregame conversation, I'm guessing.
1: You know, then, I, I, and I've never noticed... But I'm I'm certain that Dave is aware that we stream the video live on game night.
0: But there's no camera directly in front. <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I, I well, knew you were going to say that, but we, we were discussing before we came on the air why I opted for radio over TV and my inability to look at a camera. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, no, I know we stream and we're on video, but right. uh, there's no, like, cameraman in there that I have to look at. Well, I'm going to point the camera out
1: to you. Friday night. You're so doing, you doing you the show by yourself. <laughs> 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 That's funny. That's funny. you're fine. You do great. You do great. Anyway, we get uh, we, we do have the Mountaineers and the Thundering Herd playing soccer tonight at Dave D'Elso's St- Soccer Stadium, and um, I don't know, but I'm sure you guys are like me. I have ESPN3 on, so uh, we'll be able to watch it and let them, everyone know what's happening there. But, uh, again, it is high school sports line. And Joe and I were talking earlier this evening. It's kind of nice to have nothing wrong with all the great, wonderful coaches we've had on. But tonight we have on a couple of new guys that I'm anxious to talk to. And we'll start at around 7.20 with one of those new guys. And, Dave, you and I had the opportunity to talk with Robert Price of Payton City on Friday night. Outstanding young man.
0: Absolutely. And as Coach Price told us on game night this is a, a Payton City team that is uh, reaching some rarefied air with the number of wins that it has this season and, and the trajectory of this program. And, and I was doing a little bit of research on Coach Price, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that uh, when we have the interview with him. And, you know, it's a program that a couple of years ago literally didn't exist after a couple right. of weeks. And uh, what he has done has been tremendous with Payton City, and especially coming off a really a tremendous win this past weekend.
1: So we look forward to talking with Coach Price about 7:20, 7:35 tonight. Jason Nichols, the head coach of Clay County, and the Panthers off to a 5-2 season. They have won five in a row, and. Uh, Starting to dabble into that uh, top 16, where they need to be if they're going to make the second season. Uh, Craig Hunter of the Jefferson Cougars—they are five and two. They've won three in a row. We'll talk with Coach Hunter. We'll talk with Steve Edwards Jr. You talk, we go from. Uh, uh, Youngsters to oldsters how's that huh <laughs> I
4: wouldn't necessarily call him an oldster well, but
1: well when we when we get to the interview I'm gonna tell you much what you said but uh, Steve it's Edmonds, a good thing Jr., you get along with him so well oh, I know and uh, you I guys got, are stevie and I yeah we go very back a well. long ways a long ways he's uh, of course the head coach at GW in Charleston Paul Burdett but well, I'm telling you how about those Roan county Raiders number one and the latest SSAC ratings, and they just keep rolling along. And then the other newbie, if you will, and this guy's a real newbie, isn't he, Joe?
4: 25 years old in his first year on the job as the Tyler Consolidated head coach, Kyle Ritz, in the Silver Knights, off to a 7-0 start this season.
1: Does he know it's not supposed to be this easy? I mean, first year, <laughs> seven games, oh, I just want them all. And just keep on going. And,
4: uh, if he can keep that through the rest ooh, of the regular season, because yeah. considering they've got Williamstown <laughs> Friday, Doddridge County is still out there and another tough game. St. Mary's. Uh, okay, St. there Mary's. we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah that, uh, that's a great challenge to finish. But, hey, great start to the season.
1: There you go. You can't win uh, the first eight unless you win the first seven. So, there you go. So, we'll see what happens. But really interesting to talk with them. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a good show. We're talking high school football. We're getting close now to the season where we'll throw in some uh, high school soccer coaches. We've talked volleyball already on this program this season. Uh, We've talked golf, uh, cross-country. So uh, all of that, seemingly, this time of year, you get three or four state championships trying to be decided, Joe.
4: Yep, we have golf already in the books. That finished up two weeks ago today. We've got cross-country regionals starting tomorrow, and all the regionals are tomorrow. That will set the field for the state meet coming up next Saturday at Cabell Midland. High school soccer sectionals are underway this week, and then high school volleyball sectionals will open up the first week of November. So it's all uh, all starting to come together.
1: Crazy, crazy, and it won't be long for high school basketballs will be dribbling all over the floors across the state looking at the schedule of high school football games this weekend 56 games a couple of games going to be played tomorrow night 53 on friday night one on saturday uh well, i tell you, in triple a in particular guys we really have some outstanding matchups whether you you want to look at uh, number one versus number three, number five versus number six, number seven versus number sixteen, and on it goes. We got some really, really solid games this weekend in Class Triple A.
4: But we'll keep the debate civil. Oh yes. Oh okay.
1: Yes, we'll try our best in Class Double A. I'll tell you right at the top, and I'm interested to talk with Paul, Coach Burdett, about this one. Uh, his Roan County Raiders have to go to make one down, take on the Miners of Mingo Central, and uh, I think that's going to be a heck of a ball game. You get to go see that one, Joe? Are you uh, there?
4: I'm actually headed to Martinsburg, Spring Mills, and Martinsburg. Oh, oh, but you were at you know, Mingo yeah.
0: Central just recently, I, though. Yeah. Yes,
4: uh, when yeah. they played uh, against Independence three or four weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So Joe's going
1: to Martinsburg, and you're going to see Spring Mills and Martinsburg seven and one versus seven and zero. Oh. Uh, it'd be nice if you could hook on uh, going over to Jefferson because that's going to be another good. And Musselman is number 16. Uh, show you the tough schedule they've played. They're three and four on the season. They're number 16. Uh, so they, they, they are legit, too. They played Jefferson, a five and two ball club. Uh, also in Class AA, Herbert Hoover, Joey Fields, and the crew are going to travel up to Marion County to Rachel, West Virginia to take on North Marion, the Huskies. That should be a really good football game, 5-2 and two at 6-1. and one. And then over in class, single A, uh, I think East Hardy, Doddridge County is going to be a good one. Uh, we already talk and talk, talked about Tyler Consolidated. They're 7-0. and oh, They get another undefeated team in Williamstown at 7-0. and oh, So really some really good football guys this weekend.
4: Yeah, very much looking forward to it. And uh, obviously we'll have some uh, great debates coming up as to which can be the games of the week. But with three weeks to go in the regular season, we're starting to see the SSAC ratings take on some added meaning. And it's, it's kind of interesting to, as you take a look at some of the numbers. You mentioned Musselman. They're a team that right now would be in the playoffs if the playoffs uh, were underway. They've really been buoyed by their strength of schedule. And you can start to see some of these teams that played really difficult schedules getting buoyed by some of the additional strength of schedule points that you get even if you lose a game
1: in the first uh, six minutes of this soccer match Marshall's already scored they lead it one
4: nothing matthew, one nil yep matthew bell uh, in the sixth minute putting the thundering herd up one nil Looked
1: like he threw like a high soft pop-up into center field and they score off of it that's it's like game. a cross like a cross into yeah. the box yeah, that's okay. what he did. Good play. Good play. But anyway, that's the show coming up tonight, and we look forward to it. And, of course, don't forget coming up, Bob, uh, where's, uh, where's Greg going to be Friday night?
4: Greg is headed to Cabell Midland Huntington, and oh, Taryn yeah. Malone will have coverage of the Husky Bowl and Rachel.
1: How about that? Well, that's where you guys do a, a tremendous job. You really, really do. And it's kind of nice this time of year's remission. You're getting all these great games, and we have folks there to – let everyone know, you go to our website and you can get the story, you can get pictures, you can get filmed, the whole nine yards. And uh, Joe and Greg and Tara, they all do a tremendous, tremendous job of getting this done. Let's take our first break. We come back, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Payton City Wildcats, Robert Price. When we return, High School Sportsline presented by Paramar Stores. If there's not one near you now, there will be soon. We're back after this.
5: Glenville State University's serene, safe campus is located just 15 miles off I-79 in the town of Glenville, West Virginia. At Glenville State University, pursue the degree that best fits your future goals. Choose from business, criminal justice, health sciences, land resources, education, and more. Two- or four-year programs and master's-level degrees are available. Contact us and learn how you can join the Pioneer family. Visit glenville.edu slash apply. That's glenville.edu slash apply.
1: You know, as West Virginians, we are proud of the natural beauty of a mountain state. And at ZMM Architects and Engineers, our goal is to provide design solutions that give people the same pride in our built environment. That commitment to quality can be seen in educational facilities throughout the state. From Edgewood Elementary School to Huntington East Middle School and at the expanded Wood County Technical Center. ZMM Architects and Engineers, you see us in your community every day.
3: This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
6: What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06
7: until 8 o'clock. On the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State. Talk about the Mountaineers, high school, and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at three zero four talk three zero four. Join us every Sunday night from six zero six until eight p.m. on Metro News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line.
8: Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from three to six p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and MetroNews.com.
6: No matter the season, depend on Metro News for the best high school sports coverage. Follow your favorite school throughout the year with in-depth stories and features. From Joe Brocato and Greg Carey, watch game highlight videos and get the latest standings with the Metro News Power Rankings. Coming this June, complete coverage of the West Virginia High School Baseball Championships. Any season, every sport, Metro News has you covered with the high school sports page at (laughs) WVMetroNews.com.
3: High School Sports Line on Metro News is presented by Parmar. If there's not a Parmar near you, there will be soon.
1: Welcome back in. High School Sports Line, Fred and Dave and Joe with you until 9 o'clock tonight, talking high school sports around the Mountain State, getting everyone ready for high school football coming up this weekend and some great games as we were talking earlier. Uh, It's uh, going to be a great weekend for high school sports. I do know that and look, really looking forward to it. And I know certainly a gentleman that is looking forward to seeing his season continue on strong is head coach Robert Price of the Peyton City Wildcats. Coach, welcome in.
9: Hey Fred, thanks for having me.
1: Our pleasure, my friend. Again, buddy, I tell you. Uh, 6 and 1 on the season, ranked number 15 this week and in the, the latest ratings coming out by the SSAC of 1 5 in a row. Man, it's got to be a, a nice time to go to practice right now.
9: Oh yeah, Fred, it's really exciting. I mean, we just ended a little bit ago, and the kids were uh, were out there giving it their all. We're we're motivated, and we're ready to get after it again tomorrow uh, under the lights there uh, Thursday night at home. So we're, things are going in the right direction for us, and we're just excited to keep playing the, the game here. So.
0: Now, you've won five games in a row at Peyton City, and one of the things that I think is really unique about your ball club or really interesting, you've won a lot of games going away, you know, 42-point wins, 51-point wins, et cetera. But this past weekend, your win over Bellsville, Ohio, you were trailing at one point 28-20, and then you came back and scored the game's final 22 points to win it by 14. So last weekend was a situation where your team – at Payton City. You had to come from behind for one of the first times this season and that's a nice sign of your resilient football team in this five-game winning streak.
9: Yeah absolutely. I mean the kids came out. uh, I'll be honest we were a little flat on Friday when we were at Bellsville. Uh, That was kind of a game I had circled on our schedule that could be considered a tough bout for us and and that's a Bellsville football team that came out and gave it their all. It was their senior night and uh, they gave us their best swing but at the end, when it was all said and done, we were able to bounce back with some halftime adjustments, and the effort from our kids uh, really turned the tide there uh, in the third and fourth quarters, and we just began to take over the game. and It was, it was nice to see the kids have that uh, fight and that resilience there.
4: Robert, as I'm sure many people know, Payton City is one of the smaller high schools in the state to field a football team. You've got a roster around 20 kids. How difficult is it to manage that roster so that you've got necessary guys on all the kick coverage units, special teams, and obviously offense and defense?
9: Well, I mean, it's the same old song and dance. I'm just like any other coach out there trying to make sure all the positions are filled. We just have uh, less kids to do it. So uh, a lot of the times I delegate those special teams and the defense to, to our assistants, and that's kind of their job. But we, we spend a lot of time and emphasis on taking care of our players through the off season and also through the end season with some extra stretching sessions and whatnot, and just making sure our kids are taken care of so we're able to go out there and still compete at a high level with the 19- or 20-kid roster that we have. So
1: Talking with Head Coach Robert Price of those Peyton City Wildcats. Robert, when we were talking this past Friday night on game night, and I thought you brought up a very good point. Yeah, you have a, a class single-A ball club with the numbers, what they are, but still – you have 11 kids on one side, 11 kids on another side. They're all important. And I thought that was a really, really nice point that you brought out, that every kid that you put in there has been giving you 100% this year. Absolutely. We've
9: been we've been really, really excited, um, especially myself as the head coach and being in the third year of, my pro, of the program here in charge. Um, I've just watched these kids grow over the past, you know, three and four years into the young men that they are now. And the effort and the resilience and the execution and the determination that just happens with some of these guys during times in the game, it's just, it's just like a switch is flipping with them um, when they're out there making plays. And it's just a really, really uh, awesome thing to see, as I said, watching these guys through their freshman and sophomore junior years up until this senior year group that we have right now, going out there and making plays and being the ball team that they are. It's really exciting.
0: Now, back in 2020, head coach Zach Heasley your Peyton City had to shut things down early in the year just to lack of numbers. Only 11 players on the team. Now, you took over the next year in 2021. What has been the key at Peyton City to grow those numbers from when the program had to be shut down back in 2020?
9: Well, I was an, also an assistant with uh, with Coach Heasley there on that staff. I was working with him for the offensive line and uh, defensive coordinator job, and and him and I are still good friends. But we just found ourselves in a in a tough spot there with with the lack of interest in the school. I mean, it's not necessarily anything that actually happened to Payton City. It was just this accumulating thing of you know the COVID pandemic, loss of interest in the sport, and then kids just not being around the school in general. So we really had a tough time getting kids out and pulling interest uh, on that 2020 season to finish out that campaign but um, i found myself there in a similar position in 2021 in my first year i mean i had to coach a couple of ball games with 11 and 12 kids i mean but for me to be able to grow this team seven or eight more bodies has been huge to to the practices and to the long-term success of the kids making sure that they're staying healthy and being out being able to go out there and compete. So it's been a blessing.
4: Robert, let's go through your roster a little bit. And obviously, anytime a running back puts up good numbers, it's a credit to the offensive line and all the guys around him. But you've got a guy in Joey Barker that's closing in on 1,200 yards, and I doubt that uh, that there's many players in the state that are near that. Tell us about Joey's game. What does he do well, and what type of runner is he?
9: Well, it's actually pronounced Joey Baker, but I'm sure he'll forgive you if (laughs) he
4: hears this. That's okay.
9: (laughs) Um, You know, this is a gentleman who I've had the pleasure of being around um, the football program um, since sixth grade. I mean, he's a homegrown Peyton City kid. He he was on our middle school team. He's been involved all throughout those years, uh, dedicated himself to the weight room. He's a three-sport athlete, and I think that kind of says a lot about him with his work ethic. The type of football player he is is a hard-nosed kid who sticks his his helmet in there when he needs to on defense, and he carries the ball with uh, with intensity. And he really looks to to make big plays when he can, but if he has five yards, he's going to take five yards. But if he can take 80 yards, he's going to take it to the house. He's a downhill guy, and he's just been a real, uh, real pleasure to coach over these past three and four years.
1: You know, Robert, something that I I really like about the roster that you have, you have about the same number of sophomores as you do juniors, as you do seniors, and I've got to believe that with the winning, the way you guys have done this year and the success you're having, that's going to make some of those ninth graders all of a sudden want to get on the team and more more sophomores are going to come out, more juniors are going to come out next year. I think the number thing – with this success, can sometimes take care of itself.
9: Well, I'm hopeful. I I have to agree with you on that statement. I mean, there's kids walking our school right now at Payton City that have uh, been lettermen for us in the past that for some reason or another have decided not to come back to participate in the game of football, and I would love to have those guys uh, out in the future, and I'm hopeful with some of the success that's been on the field this year can carry over and maybe get those kids back out there uh, for us in the future.
0: Your Peyton City defense has forced 18 turnovers in the first seven games, nine fumble recoveries, nine interceptions, so evenly split. Talk about the defensive side of things and and your ability to force turnovers in your opponents and leading to to, uh, points on the scoreboard.
9: Well, we want to maintain the the time of possession and keep the ball on offense for as long as possible. Um, I'm sure my uh, defensive coordinator, Coach Castro, would agree that he wants to keep that defense fresh and keep those guys uh, off the field as much as possible. We've just been able to put a good mix of guys in and out uh, with some adjustments to make make opportunities for those guys to go out there and fly around and execute and make plays for us. I mean, we're not doing anything special or different than any other team that's in the high school level. We're just getting good effort and the energy from the guys out there when they're, uh, they're lining up on defense right now.
4: Robert, obviously this is – Different territory for the team having so much success and being able to be in the mix for a playoff spot. How are the guys handling everything, the extra pats on the back, the extra attention? Are they comfortable with everything that's come their way?
9: Well, I'll be honest. I feel like the guys have kind of uh, just looked at this like another, another season. I mean, I know we're having success uh, in the win column, but at the same time, the kids who are on our football team that are on the roster that I'm coaching – know what it takes. I mean, we were so close in 2022 with a couple of wins and finishing out our season as a 500 team, and we weren't able to do that. We've took that same recipe into the 2023 season, so the guys know what it takes. And you've seen that last Friday when we were at Bellsville because we came out and laid an egg in the first two quarters, but then went into the locker room and regrouped. The kids know what it takes to be successful where they're at on our football team and what they need to do. They're understanding their job. And I think they have a good understanding of what they're supposed to do. I don't feel like we're buying too much into the postseason talk or the or the success or the winning right now, uh, which is a good thing.
1: Uh, you are one of two Thursday night games this week in the state, and you have Hancock from Maryland on on the schedule. You've played them twice in the past, handled them rather easily. Uh, you've outscored them in those two games, 158 to 22. So. Uh, what's your thoughts? I, I know you've seen film on Hancock. Uh, uh, what, what's your thoughts on the game coming up tomorrow night?
9: Well, um, we're always going to go out with the mindset to respect our opponent. Um, Hancock has been through a rebuilding phase. Um, they've, they've grown their program as far as interest and numbers. I think their roster is setting at 27 players. Um, they're just in a tough spot because they're a lot like Payton City in regards to enrollment in their school. They're another small school. They're just outside of the state of West Virginia. Um, they they earned their first win uh, last Friday against 100 West Virginia, so I feel they're going to have a little bit of momentum. And then one year when we played that crew, they, they came down to Payton City, and uh, they gave us a pretty good ball game there in the first two quarters um, until we were able to make some adjustments and close it out in the second half. But I'm expecting a pumped up, excited, fired up uh, Hancock team rolling into Payton City tomorrow for us to uh, – Take a look
0: at. Now, I also know you mentioned you talk about playoffs. Not you know, you're not really looking towards that right now. It's win every game that's in front of you. But you told us on Friday night how long it's really been since this Payton City football team has won six or you know we're going for seventh win of the season coming up. You've won six so far. You were telling Fred and I on Friday about how long it's been since Payton City's had this number of wins, And, and it's been a while. So it's a credit to the the players and and the coaches to what you've accomplished so far this year.
9: Yeah, I think looking back, I believe the the correct year there is 2001 regarding uh, the success for the wins, and I believe that also might be the same year uh, for the for the last Payton City team uh, to go to the playoffs. So yes, it's it's been quite a spell for us. Uh, in regards to the program and the history and making a little uh, run here towards uh postseason play.
4: Defensively, Robert, looking at your stats, a lot of your leading tacklers are seniors, guys, that have probably been in the program for a while. How much are you led on that side of the ball by guys that have been in the program for a while?
9: Well, I mean, across the front, you know, you could go with the interior, the interior defensive linemen um, from Brady Pinnell to Isaiah Brady to Bryson Stackpole are all returning lettermen. Uh, Bryson obviously a senior and Isaiah Brady a junior. But those guys understand what they're supposed to do. And then you have a couple of overhang outside safety uh, and interior linebackers and in Jeremiah Thomas and Joey Baker, who also obviously play offense, who, who were inside the box for us, who have been in those positions now since 10th grade. I mean, the, the, the things that they're seeing, they've been seeing for years now because they've had such a huge opportunity to play at Payton City. So when you line up as a sophomore, you know, you might get thumped a little bit, but you've already had 10 games of experience at the varsity level that you're rolling into your junior or your senior year with that a lot not a lot of players or teams can say that they have. And then on the outside of our defense, you know, we have coverage guys like Hayden Myers, who's also our quarterback, who's a junior, you know, Riley Dennis, Braden Neff, Jesse Higgins, all guys who have seen a lot of football to be 10th and 11th grade kids.
1: All right, my friend, going to let you go. appreciate your time tonight. I really do. And, by the way, I I called the school on Monday uh, to make sure I had the correct number for you so I could get in touch with you. And Mm -hmm. the uh, young lady that answered the phone, I told her who I was, and she was familiar with game night. So she said, first thing she said when I told her I was Fred Persinger, she said, how about those Wildcats? So you, have, you have that school excited, and that's what makes it so much fun. You get to be around the kids all the time, but you've got the community. You've got the high school. Uh, it's fun time to be at Peyton City right now, Robert.
9: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, it is, Fred. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your evening to uh, to give me some uh, some moments here to chat with you and talk about the program and our success this year. And I'm looking forward to a couple follow-up uh, phone calls here in the next couple of weeks to see where we stand.
1: Works for me, buddy. Incredible. We'll talk. We'll talk. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. See you. There you go. Hey, Coach Robert Price of Peyton City. Got a break to take before we get right to Jason Nichols. Guys, what happened in the this scoring? This, is, this soccer, they're not supposed to be scoring like this.
4: In the span of that interview, five goals were on the board. West Virginia <laughs> leading three to two. Two goals from Marcus Caldera. One from Sergio Ors Navarro. Marshall with the first and the fifth goals in the match, and they were only 20 minutes in.
1: Well, it was a sold-out place, and those folks are already – getting their money's worth 3-2 right now west virginia on top of marshall quick break to take we come back we're going to talk with jason nichols head coach of those clay county panthers they've won five in a row we'll talk with jason when we return on high school sports line presented by parmar stores if there's not one near you now there will be soon we're back in just a moment
7: a degree from marshall university is not simply a career path it's a trust An opportunity to inhabit the moments that change lives, to make connections that make a difference. For the opportunities of a larger school and the intimate nature usually reserved for one much smaller, you'll find your people, your passion, and yourself at Marshall, while experiencing the moments that will shape the rest of your life, in person, online, or a mixture of both. Join us today. Your moment awaits at Marshall University.
5: The most wonderful time of the year is here. Uh, uh, Of course, I'm talking about football season and your local Parmar stores are ready. Hey, it's Dave Allen. And whether you need to gas up the tank, grab a bite to eat, or stock up on snacks and drinks for the tailgate party or for your own couch, Parmar's got you covered. Parmar is the official store of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission and of Marshall University. Happy football. And remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
3: This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning, the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
0: South Charleston automotive manufacturing plant Gastamp is celebrating more than 10 years of production and workforce developments. Company president John Petroni announced Wednesday they'll be investing almost $70 million in equipment and technology upgrades for electric vehicles.
3: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Major League Baseball playoffs. Houston beat Minnesota 3-2. The Astros
7: win that series in four. Arizona completed the sweep over the Dodgers 4-2. Philadelphia beat Atlanta 10-2. The Phillies lead that series two games to one now.
3: And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning brought to you by Burdette Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline
8: get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that'll keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com.
6: WVMetroNews.com, the only website you need to stay Informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talkline, Hotline, Sportsline, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetroNews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state. WVMetroNews.com
3: From soccer to volleyball, we've got you covered on the High School Sports Line. Presented by Parmar from Metro
1: News. Welcome back in High School Sports Line. Fred Persinger, Dave Jefflin, and Joe Bricotta. With you right now, we head to Mr. Jason Nichols, the head coach of those Clay County Panthers. Jason, welcome into the program.
10: Hey, thanks for having me this
1: evening. Hey, our pleasure, my friend. uh, Five and two on the season. You've won five in a row. Uh, Again, your ball club is playing lights out right now. What's uh, what's been the turnaround for you?
10: Well, um, early in the season, you know, um, uh, the Collins kid, he uh, was dinged up a little bit. Not to make excuses, but we just, uh, you know, we probably wasn't in as good enough shape as we needed to have been in early in the season, and then. You know, we corrected that error and, uh, you know, just just kept after it and kept after it, and uh, kids responded well.
0: And you talk about Noah's season so far. Noah Collins, your junior quarterback, over 2,300 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, just five interceptions. He also leads your team in rushing at 415 yards. What is it about his playmaking ability where he can beat you with your with his legs but also throwing the football down the field?
10: Well, Noah works hard. Um, you know, if if we had a session over the summer or if, or if there was any free time, Noah's out there working and, and uh I know it's cliche to say that uh somebody, you know, just puts in the time, but he really does. He uh he puts in the time. He wants to be good. He's got good playmakers. Uh he's got good guys that uh, we can get the ball to that helps him out and you know, Noah's a gamer. He wa- he wants the ball in his hands and We like to put it in his
4: hands. Jason, your play selection this year, you're almost 2-1 to pass versus run, and I'm sure that you expected that to a degree based on the personnel you have. Has it been even more than you had thought in terms of pass-to-run distribution?
10: Has it been more? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
4: Have you been passing the ball more than you originally planned coming in the year?
10: Uh, No. (laughs) No. no we we expected to put it in the air that's what we like to do uh you know i know uh ratio we, we we really haven't ran a ton of plays if 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 you would you know look at the stats we just like the other night we played uh, a game and we only we only ran 20 plays in the first half so sometimes you know the numbers may not be a hundred percent what what's going on as far as the ratio but uh you know, we 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 wanted to put the ball in the air. That's what that's the that's what fits our personnel. Now we got a good running back, but uh, but he also catches the ball so well. So so his runs come more from the catching
1: variety. Talking to coach Jason Nichols of Clay County. Jason, you man, you got to go back what all the way to two thousand thirteen to find your last sub five hundred year football has been motivating quite well at Clay County High School for the last several years.
10: Yeah, we've uh you know, we've installed uh, the system we we run. We we installed it first uh, uh way back then in the middle school and then um and then you know, cuz we was able to see a little bit about what we had coming up and then ever since then our middle school team runs our offense and and now even some of our um, uh, peewee league runs some of our offense. So uh, kids are just a little more familiar with it every year when they come in.
0: Now we talk about how Noah Collins has thrown the ball so well. Once it leaves its hands, he has no control over it, obviously. But you've got five different receivers on your team with 194 receiving yards or more, uh, th- three of them almost at 500 yards you have a lot of playmakers who can catch that football. Did you expect that depth at wide receiver coming in?
10: Yes. Yeah, we actually have, um, we got a boy named Josh Beard, um, um, who, if you would have been with us over the seven-on-seven period, Josh, uh, he he was our go-to guy because uh, we had a couple guys that were dinged up and didn't get to do a lot of seven-on-seven, and, he was he was a kid that was there and 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 we got we got a freshman that um, he catches just about everything we throw and and he's so he's waiting on his turn so so he'll he'll be able to get in there next year as well so uh, yeah we got we we knew that we had some skill depth now they're all kind of small you know we don't have a lot of a lot of height and 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 all of that but uh, but we knew that they were have the ability to catch a ball and get separation and get down the
4: field. One of your receivers in particular and BJ Williams already with 10 touchdowns on the year. Describe his game. Does he line up outside? Does he line up in the slot? Do you put him all over the field in different spots?
10: Yeah, we put him all over. Uh, BJ's a first team all state kid from last year. He, uh, you know, coming back just as seasons, just as good, if not better this year than last year, he's got a little more, um, you know, a little more diversity, like you said, with with other people uh, spreading the ball around. That uh, is able to, uh, you know, they can't bracket him as much as they did last season. And BJ, uh, you know, he'll line up anywhere from running back to m- mostly in the slot. He does play out wide some, but
1: mostly in the slot. Jason, you got uh, coming up this weekend. You got a uh, a ball club that's not just around the corner from you. First time you played the Golden Knights of Mount View. How, how did this game come about?
10: Well, it came about real late in the scheduling process. Um, we had a, a team on our schedule that bought out of our contract, and uh, so they bought out of the contract, and we were looking for a team, and it was either this team, uh, Mount View, or uh, we could have picked up a an away game up in the Eastern Panhandle. So we decided uh-huh. to go ahead and take
1: the home game. You're a smart man. What, what, is, what is the buyout now in high school, about a million dollars a game? Is that what it is? Uh, they paid 3500 Oh, well, close. <laughs> That's close. But uh, paid, at least they paid us yeah, 3500 not to come to college. <laughs> <That, laughs> I wouldn't have quite said it that way. But uh, I, it's good that you get them at Bradley Field, though, and you don't have to go all the way to Welch. Is, is it a two-year deal or just a one-year deal? No, it's just a one-year deal, oh, so man, we just made, have them. You made one- out on this, man.
10: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's. I don't. We don't know a lot about Mount View. I mean, we don't. I'm, I'm not even 100 percent sure who their coach is. But uh, you know, obviously, we've watched them on film and so forth. So we were we were happy to get them uh, on the schedule, especially late. Uh, we were fearful that we would only have nine games, but uh, but we were able to add them. You know, probably. Uh, probably early spring, maybe, is when we did. I'm not 100% sure.
0: We're talking about Mount View as the next opponent for your Clay County Ball Club, Coach Nichols. I mean, said a lot about the offensive side, but let's switch to the defense just for a minute. Through seven games this year, 74 tackles for loss and 23 sacks. Talk about the defensive side of this Clay County Ball Club that is making plays and, and taking down uh, opposing offenses.
10: Well, um you know, obviously our coach our, uh a defense coordinator coach Burdett, does a good job. He's done a good job for a handful of years. He um he demands alignment and assignment. Uh so we we preach that um pretty much every Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and and then um uh, uh what we do is um we ju- we just have a, a lot of the same same guys. That's on offense, obviously playing defense, and then uh, uh, we don't have a lot of one-way players, and we just we just know our assignments. Our kids have homework huddle or huddle homework, we call it every week, and and they have to know what's um, what's to be expected of them, what formations and so forth. And we just we just like to, you know, we we stay in base defense quite a bit, and coach dials it up, and and uh, you know our guys go and get after it
4: huddle homework let me ask you about that i mean because obviously the guys have to put in their work on their own can you tell who does and who doesn't is there any metric to to find out who is actually taking a look at the film or do you have uh, or do you know from the guys when they get in practice if they've been putting in the time of the film
10: uh, both we can uh we have a uh, the metric on online coach uh, coach collins our offensive coordinator started the huddle homework and then we uh we document how many minutes they've spent watching game film and they have to get to a certain uh, a certain amount of minutes and then uh they have to draw uh certain formations um you know that either we're gonna run like what kind of defensive alignment uh we can expect to see in this formation offensively or what kind of um what, what kind of offensive alignments our opponent is going to put out there and our defense has to align to it and and uh, yeah they um uh, if if they don't there's a metric if they don't uh, reach what they're supposed to do then they have uh, consequences
1: so you uh your kids excited i mean 1 5 in a row you're 0 and 2 now you're 5 and 2 your kids have to be excited about the way this season is going right now yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's
10: excitement. We, uh, we, um, you know, we, we kind of thought maybe we would be a little better than five and two, uh, going into this. So, you know, getting off to an O and two start, our kids just, you know, put their head down and went to work. They didn't complain, didn't, um, you know, feel sorry for themselves and just said, Hey, let's just go get it.
1: There you go. All right, Jason. Hey buddy, best of luck on Friday night when the golden Knights of Mountain View from Welch come calling and, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking together again soon, okay? All right. Thank you very much. There you go. Head coach Jason Nichols of those Panthers of Clay County. Break the take. we come back. We'll talk with Craig Hunter of those Jefferson Cougars off to a 5-2 and two start, winners of three in a row. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores. If there's not one near you now, there will be soon. We're back in just a moment.
8: There has never been a better time to enroll at Concord University. Our new programs in Nursing and Substance Use Studies are great choices. Many of our classes are accessible online, or you can choose to attend in-person at Concord. We have lots of pre-professional programs that will prepare you for graduate school, and our CU Rise program makes it possible to complete your degree in just three years. Concord is close to home, affordable, and accessible to many area attractions that you can explore. Check out Concord University at concord.edu. For the fourth consecutive year, U.S. News and World Report ranks WVU Medicine J.W. Ruby Memorial Hospital as the number one hospital in West
0: Virginia. Ruby Memorial is nationally ranked in obstetrics and gynecology and recognized as high-performing in three specialties and 14 procedures and conditions. Trust your care at the hospital included in the top 12% of hospitals for clinical outcomes, level of nursing care, and patient experience. Visit wvumedicine.org.
3: This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show. Dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state, award winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years.
4: Turtles and other reptiles and amphibians are kind of at the center of this illegal collection wildlife poaching issue and West Virginia is not exempt from that.
3: Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors.
7: People will call when they're standing right next to a rattlesnake on a trail or is in the middle of a road. I try to catch every one so that we can mark it or see if it's one of the snakes that we had previously marked.
3: West Virginia Outdoors covers it all Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hey,
5: everybody, it's Tony Caridi. And I'm Brad Howe. And that makes two of the three guys that bring you the podcast entitled Creatively Enough. Three guys before the game. It's our opportunity to really drill down on WVU football and basketball. We break down the opponent and then review every single game. We'll give you some numbers. We'll bicker back and forth. We'll take your
3: calls, your texts, your tweets, and get into some of your questions. And we invite you to join us each and every episode It's Three Guys Before the Game from Metro News. News in the mountains state happens quick and for decades you have depended on metro news for accurate news delivered fast now here's your chance to help keep your fellow west virginians informed if you see news happening become a metro news hawk by texting news to 35651 if you take a picture or video of what you see submit that as well text the word news to 35651 to submit your tip or story standard texting rates apply please don't text and drive Covering high school sports across West Virginia, this is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar on Metro News.
1: Welcome back in High School Sports Line. Fred, Dave, and Joe with you until 9 o'clock tonight. Quick update on the soccer game. Guys, why don't they keep this up? Why don't we just put pads on them, get them down in a three-point stance, and let's go after it.
4: Well, it's been pretty boring over the last no, twenty ta- minutes. Tactical, there have been no, there have been no goals. Tactical, tactical, five
1: tactical. goals in
4: the first twenty minutes and nothing since. Tactical. Yeah. So, so oh, you're you no longer just running
1: and doing nothing. Is that what you're talking about? Tactical. Uh,
4: well, that, well, isn't that cross country?
1: G- no, that's no. Uh-uh. Running and doing I nothing. I know, uh. I know little, I know as little about cross country <laughs> as I do soccer. And so I'm honest. I'm so, not one of these guys that sit and say, "Oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it. The sports never excited me." But again. Uh, 3-2, West Virginia leading.
0: So, Joe, you, you no longer want to go over to the stadium. Earlier you were saying how you wish
4: you were there and we were stuck here. <laughs> those comments were taken out of context.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you'll never hear me say that. All right, let's get to uh, <laughs> head coach Craig Hunter of uh, those Jefferson Cougars. Uh, coach, uh, give me your thoughts on soccer. Be careful, though. I, I mean, I just put myself out there. I don't care, you know.
11: I, I don't care. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, uh... We have a pretty good soccer program at Jefferson High School, so I get to go out and watch the boys and girls play. They just both won their sectionals, so they play tomorrow night uh, for the sectional championship over Washington High School. So, you know, if I get time, I might try to go out and watch them a little bit.
1: And certainly expect them to come watch your football team, right? Yes. (laughs) I love that answer. I love the answer. All right, buddy. You you have won three in a row now. You guys uh, really – have been playing some very very good football. What what's uh, what's the spark? What's happened here in these last three games that all of a sudden they're playing the type of football that Coach Hunter knew they could play?
11: Are uh, you know, just just cleaning up mistakes. You know, just cleaning up mistakes, playing more disciplined football, uh, more assignment assignment football, attention to detail. You know, just the kids and also, you know, us as coaches are, have gotten back to doing uh, what we need to do to get these kids, be, help these kids become successful. Uh, so, you know, it's not only the kids, it's, uh, we got to get back to basics and make sure the kids understand what we want from them and uh, let them be able to get forth and put forth the effort that we need from them. So we got we to gotta work on that, too, as coaches.
0: Third win in this run was last weekend on the road at Millbrook in Virginia. You beat a 5-1 and one team, 35-28. So good game Sounds like it came down to some final possessions. What was the key to beating the Pioneers on the road?
11: Uh, you know, pretty much the key to beating the Pioneers was was stopping the running attack. Uh, they run um, that dreaded single wing attack. Um, so you know, just being able to play, like I said, assignment football and attention to detail defensively, and then um, what they just and just taking what they gave us from their defense. You know, uh, the game plan was just you know take what they're going to give us. You know, they were a team that was going to play, you know, eight yards off on the corners, safeties deep, um, and you know we had we had hitches all day long. So just take the hitches and the out routes and be patient enough just to go with it. No need to try to sling the ball deep if you can't get by them because they're playing so far off of you. So we were just able to you know take the cans. I say take the candy, take the candy, be patient offensively and just let it work for us. And it worked for us and we were able to get a couple of turnovers to get up on them. Um, and a team that doesn't throw the ball that often doesn't like to throw that ball that often. Once they get behind a little bit, you know, they're a little bit out of what they want to do sometimes. So we were able to get up on them and then just, you know, be able to make them travel down the field methodically and not have no big hitters. So that just ate up the clock on them, and they pretty much just ran out of time on us.
4: Craig, let's go back to the early portion of your schedule. You opened the year with a two-point win over Spring Mills, and that's their only loss this season. A week later, a triple overtime loss at Sherando. How did you get the guys refocused for that Spring Valley game against a, a very good Spring Valley team?
11: Uh, you know, it's, once again, it's a very good Spring Valley team. We didn't have any time to sit back and sulk over a loss that maybe we thought we could have won or whatever happened. We don't have time to sulk. You know, you got Spring Valley coming in the very next week you gotta get ready to go. Uh they know we talked about us going to their place, beating them last year in the playoffs. And, you know, they're gonna probably want some kind of revenge on that. So, you know, we gotta be up for the task. Uh you know, they gave us a little bit different things than what they did last year. They spread the ball out a little bit more this year. Um, so we just got the kids ready for it. They were up for the task, um, to try to get ready to go into that and they knew we couldn't go into the bye week, um being one and two. So that was, that was right there, too. We couldn't go into our bye week early in the season, being one and two, um, especially with Martinsburg coming out the bye week. So we knew that the kids lock in the focus to get back on this track, um, to be able to see the goals that the kids set forth for themselves before the season started, um, that we had to get this win.
1: Talking with Coach Craig Hunter of those Jefferson Cougars. Coach, when I look at your numbers, you've got uh, roughly 70, 72 kids or whatever, uh, Fifteen seniors, which means you've got a lot of kids coming back, plus the addition of what you're going to get, you know, from the ninth grade and so on. It's got to make you feel good the success you're having now, plus the knowledge of knowing you got a lot of these kids coming back
11: next year. Yeah, it does feel good, you know, knowing that you know you got some seniors that are leaving, but that hurts you. But you know, you got a lot of youth in the program, and a lot of those youth guys, a lot of those young guys are playing right now, so they'll be able to continue, hopefully, continue the success that we've been having the last couple of years. Uh, It it doesn't make you feel bad, that's for sure.
0: What has been really the turnaround? I mean, when you go back to about 2017 through 2020, this is a Jefferson program that won seven games. And then you come back with a ten-win season, an eight-win season, and now you're five and two so far this year. That's a just a tremendous turnaround. What what was the spark in 2021 that has the Jefferson Cougar program on this trajectory?
11: Uh, you know, it was it was there was there was a couple of things that happened in the program um, that took us on that downtrot. Um, you know, I think that that year that we started going on the downtrot. Uh, we had a, a, a pretty good quarterback who broke his foot in the middle of the season, and that's where everything started going downhill right there. Um, so things started going downhill at that point in time. And you know, sometimes when you when you lose games, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep kids interested when you've been up high, you come down low. And then we got a group, a great group of kids that came in, um, and it just took time for them to grow together. Um, that group of kids that just left a lot of those group of kids left the last these past two years. Um, you know, Sammy Roberts, Spencer, Spencer Powell, Isaiah Fritz, uh kids like Joey Slaughter, some of those kids are still playing college ball now at uh some of the schools in West Virginia. Um, you know, some of those kids when those kids came in through the program, they had a different mindset that helped change the culture again of what we were trying to do with the program and they helped us change the culture and get us back on track. Um, and those those guys just wanted to win, um, and with them wanting to win, it you know success breeds success, and they just kept breeding it with the other kids. The young kids that are coming in today, um, you know, when you get to a point, they just want to keep winning. They want to keep seeing success. They want to keep going to the playoffs, and that's you know that's where we are right now. These kids just want to keep winning, keep seeing the success success that we've been having, and that's where that's what kind of sparked that group of kids that just came in and just wouldn't take wouldn't take anything else for an answer but winning.
4: We're joined on High School Sports Line by Jefferson head coach Craig Hunter. And, coach, I know that there were a lot of known quantities coming into the year, guys like Keyshawn Robinson, Dylan Herrick, guys that have played a lot of football for you. Have you gotten good performances out of some young players? Who's maybe one or two young guys that you've gotten more out of than you thought coming into the year?
11: Oh, um, I would say um, two kids that we have got offensively that we got a little bit more out of that we didn't, we didn't, wasn't sure. One was Demarius Wallace. Um, he's a kid who hadn't played football in a while. Um, pretty much hadn't played since middle school. He came out, this is his junior year, came back out. Um, he's been exciting for us. Um, we give him the ball in space. He can do some fantastic things with Another one is Jackson Rockwell, um, who's come in. Uh, this is his sophomore year. Um, he's done some good things for us. Defensively, a young kid that's, that's done some things that we didn't really know what was going to happen. Leland Benner. Has come in and done some things for us, and, and being able to spell some of our linebackers, give them breaks, and get in and make plays, and get and make things happen defensively. So I mean, those are a couple of kids that have come in that are young that we really didn't know what they were going to give us this year, but they've given us a lot, a lot of things.
1: All right, give me your thoughts. The opponent this weekend, Musselman and the Appleman, are three and four, but yet they're in the top 16. Uh, it's a team that. And you lost a close one too last year and then you handled them pretty easily the year before uh, give me your thoughts on this appleman ball club that you've got coming up next
11: uh you know they're, they're musclemen so i mean they, they've always played us tough um typically they're they're always they're typically always a very physical team what we've seen on film they're still defensively they're very physical um offensively i think you know they they they've gone back to some things. I think they went to a spread earlier in the year. I think they're back to doing what Coach Thomas uh, did last year, a little bit more running the ball, but they still incorporate a little spread with it. Um, You know, I told our kids, you know, I told my kids the same thing. They're 16th in the state. Right now they're fighting for their playoff lives, getting a win against us would probably plummet them forward in the playoff standings. Um, They're a very physical team. We want to come in, match their physicality be intense, um, and just try to get after him.
1: All right. It should be, really, it should be a good, good football game over in the Eastern Panhandle where some great football is definitely being played. Craig, we wish you the very best of luck, buddy. We'll be watching the game on game night, okay?
11: All right. Thank you. I appreciate
1: it. Appreciate you, sir. Head Coach Craig Hunter of those Jefferson Cougars, 5-2, and two, winners of three in a row, and they will take on the Musselman-Appleman coming up this Friday. All right, guys, let me ask, before we take our next break, there's something I've always been curious about soccer because I don't know. who it was almost a goal. But anyway, uh, score still 3-2, right? I looked away for a few seconds. Correct. Yep. All right. Why do the goalies have on different colors than their teams?
4: You want to take that, Dave, or should I? You can take it. Okay. Well, basically, the only players on the field that can use their hands, you want to make sure they're easily identifiable by the officials. So that's why they always have to wear a a color that differentiates from everybody else.
1: Okay. So West Virginia's goalie could be in a dark Mountaineer blue, and Marshall's goalie could be in a dark green since they're in white, but he's in red. It makes like no sense well, uh, really, uh, when you think about it.
4: Basically, it's just to create a difference. Now, as to why they wear a particular color, whether it's a fluorescent green or something that may, uh, uh, that right. that I can't answer, but it, it does have to differentiate. Now, there, it looks like they're going to a uh, review here of a play that could be a goal to tie the match for Marshall at three. Oh. Uh, play where West Virginia defender saved the ball right on the end line in front of the goal, but it looks like they may be reviewing this.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll have the. Ooh, we're gonna get an instant replay as, well, that's not a very good angle. I have found out something, though, watching this game, and I've watched this soccer game a lot more closely than others I've ever watched, (laughs) that all of these soccer players could play other sports. Because by that I mean they complain on everything that goes against them. Every time.
4: Um. I didn't
1: hit that guy when you rode him to the ground. I saw that. So they could play any other sport. They baseball, football. They'd be fine for that. Basketball. They're good there. And it is what? No.
4: It is no goal. No goal. The box symbol that the official just gave said that they went to review and then waved it off, so no goal. West Virginia – holding their 3-2 lead at halftime.
1: See, when he did that box thing, I thought that was he was referring to his etch-a-sketch that he looked at, and he didn't see a thing. So
4: Fred, we'll it. make you a soccer fan yet. Uh, I, I don't know when. You, it may I, take some time, I mean, but we'll work on it. You
1: do, do realize how old I am, don't you? <laughs> that ship. Uh, I don't know. I saw sale. a
0: picture earlier tonight, and you looked <clears throat> awfully young. <laughs>
1: now, there's a picture floating around that Mark Hatcher. You know Mark Hatcher, Joe?
4: Uh, of of Logan, correct? Yes, yes, very rare. Right. Yes, good very job. Yeah, Excellent. He sent
1: me he sent me a picture, and I was interviewing Don Stover. Remember Don Stover? Wow, what a tremendous basketball coach Don Stover was. But anyway, uh, I was interviewing Don Stover at the uh, state baseball tournament or state basketball tournament. I look very young, but you do. In the background, who looks
0: younger? Oh, he looks so eager. He does. Jeff he looks. He looks so it. eager. It's like I thought he's, he's just steal my microphone. He, yes, yeah. he does. He looks like he's like just chomping at the bit to get yeah. in there and ask a question.
1: Show Show Joe that picture. Oh, I did. I did. You. Oh, the, did you? The, the, the pride hey, of I, yeah the pride of East you know, Bank. I think I was holding onto that microphone really tight because I saw in my peripheral vision Jeff was right there. He's going to take got
0: that microphone. red tie on.
1: Yes, got a good he, knot on it. I'm telling you, he's sharp. He's he sharp. He is, man. He's I sent good. that picture to Jeff and he just sent me back something that said, oh my. That's what we said. <laughs> oh my. And hey, break to take, we come back. Steve Edwards Jr. of uh, those George Washington Patriots will join us on High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores. If there's not one near you now, there will be soon. We're back in a moment.
6: Let's talk about your business phone system. It's old and needs updated, but you probably think
1: if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
6: There are many benefits to a new phone system from Comax Business Systems. The sound is much clearer. Everyone in your office can have a dedicated line that will remote call forward from their cell phones and your voicemail will actually work. Comax's digital phone systems are competitively priced and efficient. Call Comax Business Systems for a free quote today. Comax Business Systems. We've kept
5: West Virginia's business data safe, secure, and efficient for
12: 25
5: 25- The most wonderful time of the year is here. Uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about football season, and your local Parmar stores are ready. Hey, it's Dave Allen. Whether you need to gas up the tank, grab a bite to eat, or stock up on snacks and drinks for the tailgate party or for your own couch, Parmar's got you covered. Parmar is the official store of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission and of Marshall University. Happy football, and remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
3: This is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. What you
6: need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8
7: o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers High School and the East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m. on Metro
3: News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. News in the Mountain State happens quick. And for decades, you have depended on Metro News for accurate news delivered fast. Now, here's your chance to help keep your fellow West Virginians informed. If you see news happening, become a Metro News Hawk by texting NEWS to 35651. If you take a picture or video of what you see, submit that as well. Text the word NEWS to 35651 to submit your tip or story. Standard texting rates apply. Please don't text and drive.
8: Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com.
3: Follow your favorite team at the high school page of WVMetroNews.com. Now
1: back to the high school sports line presented by Parmar on Metro News. Welcome back in high school sports line. Fred Persinger, Dave Jecklin, and Joe Bricotta with you. And we welcome in head coach Steve Edwards, Jr. of those George Washington Patriots. Steve, you welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me, man.
2: I'm, I'm glad to be be talking to you guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have won now four out of your last five, three in a row, on a roll. Beat a good Parkersburg team on the road. You've beaten St. Albans, South Charleston. A big, big win at home over Hurricane. So it is turning into be a very, very good season. Still have, of course, three games remaining. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, uh, your kids, uh, your kids are playing well right now, Steve.
2: They are playing well, and, and uh, you know it's, it's been a tough start. But uh, we knew that's the way it was going to be, and, and the kids have responded. They're 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 hanging in there, man. They're working hard. Their their confidence level is, is pretty good right now. We've been uh, very fortunate to stay healthy, and uh, you know we're, we seem to be moving in the right direction. But uh, you know only time will tell how long we'll stay in that right direction.
0: You opened the year at one and three, and as Fred mentioned, you've won three in a row to get to four and three. What was the switch that turned? After the first four games, uh, when you're off to that sluggish start,
2: well, you know, I, I think I think a lot of it is uh, getting to know each other and, and getting to know the team, and the team getting to know, uh, you know, what what the coaches. And but we had a lot of new guys, we got a lot of new faces, and uh, you know, just kind of looking for the right combination. And we I think we we're getting closer and closer every week. I think we've improved every week, which is which is good is what everybody wants to do. And, and, uh, you know, we're no different than anybody else. We just, uh, you know, we're just working hard and just trying to get better every day. But I think the confidence level and trying to find the right people to put in the right spots, I think, and the kids getting used to each other. I think that really helped us a bunch.
4: And in that opening month of the season, you face a Cabell Midland team that has one loss. You beat a Hurricane team who has one loss. Blazer out of Kentucky and Huntington. They're both still undefeated. How much of a challenge was it to keep the guys' spirits up, or were they, you know, headsy enough that they didn't get, uh, you know, shaken up by that start?
2: Well, they really didn't. Um, they they kind of they kind of knew what we were getting into. We, it's something we talked about all winter. It's something we talked about even a year ago. Uh, it's the same. It's, it's the same run of teams that we had a year ago, and, and we came out of that two and two, and and we knew that uh, you know we didn't get off to as good a start when we we're zero two, and we had two really tough ones coming. We knew we didn't want to go zero and four, and and you know we ended up you know doing the best of the of the worst of uh, the one and three. So we had to. We knew we had to get. We knew we had to get our, our feet, uh, feet on the ground and get a win, and, and the kids really responded well. I, but they never did. I don't think they ever lost faith. I, I never felt that. They showed up every Monday, you know, ready to go and, and, and played with confidence. They just they, uh, got a little frustrated because, uh, you, know, they, you know, they like everybody else, want to win them all. But, uh, you know,
1: we, we handled it pretty well, I think. All right, Stevie, I got some good news and I got some bad news, okay? All right. Good news. Good news. Out of all your kids, you've only, right now, have six seniors on your roster. Yes. That's good news. Now, yeah. The bad news is one of those six, and all of them are important, but one of them, in my opinion, is one of the top quarterbacks in the state and Abe Fenwick. It's going to be oh, tough to let go of that young man.
2: Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Abe has uh, been wonderful, uh, but he's uh, not only a, not only a really gifted athlete, but he's, he's also very smart. Uh, he's a great locker room kid. Uh, he's uh, very popular in the school. Uh, he has a, a wide range of friends, and he's just a he just a joy to coach, man. And yes, yeah, that is bad. that is bad news. But the good news is I have him for a few more weeks, and uh, you know, and where you know we go as Abe goes, and if we can keep him healthy and and. And keep him, uh, you know, going, going down the field. Uh, got a great arm, uh, makes good decisions. Uh, never gets rattled. I mean, I, I could go on and on about him, but uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's been a, he's been a blessing.
0: You're averaging about 300 yards of offense a game, and it's almost split, almost 50-50, a little bit more on the passing side than the running side. Are you happy with your GW balance on offense this season?
2: Yeah, you know. Uh, that, that, that's funny you bring that up because we look at that stuff all the time, and people think of us as a as a, a, a dominantly passing team, which we 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 like to pass the ball. But you know, when when the season is usually in, and we get in certain points of the season, we check on it. We are close. We are close to fifty fifty, and and uh, you know, we like to be balanced. Everybody wants to be balanced, but I don't. It's not. I don't. It's nothing that we work at. It's something that just happens. And uh, really, truthfully, and and uh, you know, I think you have to be a little bit balanced to 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 be successful.
4: A number of different guys that you utilize offensively at the skill positions. Keegan Sack does a lot of great work, but Anthony Valentine. I know he did some very good things for you last year. How is his game kind of built into this season?
2: Well, he's uh, he's, he he worked really hard. He's gotten faster. Uh, He's gotten stronger, and uh, his endurance is, is. is really better than it's ever been. So we're, we've been very pleased. He's been able to do a little bit more for us, um, offensively and defensively. I mean, he's a big he's a big part of, of what we do, and uh, he does it really well. I mean, he's just been able to he's been able to uh, you know hold his own every week, and and you know I'm, that's another one of those seniors that that uh, you know that'll be missed. But uh, again, we we got a few more weeks, and you know we'll see if we can't get. All, all the mileage out of these seniors that we can.
1: Talking to Head Coach Steve Edwards Jr. of those GW Patriots. Steve, I've known you for a long, long time, and I know how well you prepare your team each week. Now, coming up this Friday night, you get a ball club coming to your place that, much like you, very, very young ball club to start the season. They lost their first four. They've turned around. They've won three in a row, and, and a lot of people will say, well, you got to look at the teams they've played and so on and so forth, but They've outscored those last three opponents 174 to 12. Now, I don't care if you're lining up against Fred and Joe and Dave. You outscore them 174 to 12. You're doing something right. Brad Dingus' ball club is what I'm saying. They've grown up, too.
2: Oh, no doubt. I mean, make no mistake about it. Doug. Spring Valley's a good ball club. And, and Brad Dingus is the finest coach as there is anywhere. And uh, the, the, his kids are always ready. They play really hard. You watch them on film. Um, I mean, it's 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 a really good club. They play four quarters. They're very physical as always. Uh, and and the uh, Abercrombie kid is as good a, as good a ball player as there is around. I mean, he's 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 phenomenal. He does he does everything for him, and uh, he's going to be a big problem.
0: When I take a look at the the wins your ball clubs have this year at George Washington, the four wins, two of them have been pretty tight. Eleven point win at Parkersburg, and the three point home win over Hurricane. What's the difference in those close games? Is it offensive, is it defensive, or a combination that gets your Patriots over the top?
2: Well, I think it's a combination, but but we have been playing, we've been playing, we've been playing a lot better defense as of late, and and we have to continue to do that. I mean, the defense is is what what really wins the games, and we've been able to uh, uh, get a little bit better on that side of the ball. I, I think I finally found about 13. Uh, willing participants and uh, they uh, they're doing a really nice job and and we've uh you know they're good at game planning they're good at studying the film and they're tackling better we've gotten better tackling but but you know that the defense is very important and I think that maybe has been a little bit of the difference in 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 our game uh with with those tight ball games because we were in you know we've made a few goal line stands uh we made two or three of them with. At, at Parkersburg, and, and uh, we made one, one or two there with breaking. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess probably the defense has, has led the way with us with those those two tight wins.
4: And a couple of those willing participants on the defensive side of the ball, Hunter Giacomo and Gunnar Flores, your two leading tacklers. What's the key for them to be in the right spots at the right times?
2: Well, you know, they they, they uh they're they're two good students of the game. I mean, they they do their due diligence of so watching the film and. and and uh, really taking taking the heart the scouting reports and uh, really good leaders. They're always they seem to always be in the right spots or close to the right spot, and they play hard. They're 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 really tough young men, and and they they play real hard. They take pride in their game, and and uh, those are a couple couple juniors that uh, that I will have for a while. So uh, they're uh, you know they lead by example. I mean, once when they get going. Everybody seems seems to light their fire too, and, and uh, they join on. So it, they're a big part of our success defensively, for sure.
0: Define that for me. How do I become a willing participant on the defensive side for George Washington? What does it take?
2: Well, a willing willing participant is is doing what what needs to be done, and, and not worrying about uh, how tired you get, not worrying about uh, how 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 bad you you're, you're banged up a little bit. You you, you don't mind tackling. You don't mind uh, mixing it up and those are willing participants. I mean you gotta have those kind of guys that uh you know that wanna mix it up and and because uh you know, football being the physical game, a tough game. I mean it it feels sorry for nobody, I'll guarantee you that. And uh that's the kind of guys we're looking for to to get on that side of the ball. We've been fortunate the last couple of years we're we're developing some of those guys. I think we've got a few more that's coming along and uh that's I guess that's what I define as a willing participant.
7: One more for Bella, me. I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Why am now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you even talk I me out of it. Things.
2: I watch those things. I'm very glad that I'm over there behind the white line. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, what, do you, what do you have? What do you have to do then Friday night, Stevie? And and uh, don't don't give me this. Uh, you know, got to score more points. What What do you think? What's What's the real key Friday night to get this win over Spring Valley?
2: The real key is to match their intensity and to match their physicality. I mean, and 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 stay stay focused uh, through through the adversity because there's going to be high points and low points in that ball game, and and, and there's going to be you know bad things happen. There'll be, there'll be some turnovers, there'll be things like that. Yeah, being able to persevere and to uh, you know keep. Keep the faith man and 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 keep being a willing participant and keep fighting and that's what's going to take to beat a, a, a spring valley team because the records or whatever spring valley is a really good football team and uh we've got our hands full but i think that's kind of the formula we're going to try to take in the ball game
4: lastly for me steven you've been a head coach 28 years at gw you put a bunch of players in the college ranks Professional ranks as well. Ryan Switzer did great things, and he's now at Tulsa. Did you know Michael Hughes had a 54-yard field goal in him to win it in a walk-off fashion for Appalachian State a couple weeks ago?
2: Well, sure I did. I mean, and, and if I didn't, Michael Mike always reminded me that he knew he did. So, <laughs> <laughs> that kid lacks no confidence. He's very skillful, and uh, that's a guy you want. You want to have a guy like that when the game's on the line. And, and uh, I did know, I, I did see it. And uh, even his coach uh, texted me about 1.30 in the morning saying, man, did you see that? <laughs> I said, you darn right I did. I don't miss too many of them. So, yeah, he's a—he's he, the kind of guy that you, that you need to have on the line. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to be able to coach a young man like that. He's, he's, a, he's a super kid.
1: Steve, always a pleasure, my friend. Best of luck as the season continues. And let's plan on talking somewhere down the line, okay? Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it, and I hope you can. There you go. Head coach Steve Edwards, Jr. Out those GW Patriots and guys, they're right in the mix. They're right there. but I'm telling you, Spring Valley is right there, too. So, uh, it's going to be interesting going down the stretch. Update on the soccer.
4: Just underway in the second half, a minute and a half in. West Virginia still with a 3-2 to lead with 44 minutes to go.
1: Do they add time in college soccer, too? Like they
4: that? do not. Uh, college, oh, okay. it, it, the, what you see on the clock is actually the time. So uh, where there's no confusing injury time or okay. arbitrary time. What you see on the clock is what it is. See, there
1: you go. That's something I didn't know. But that's good because I never did understand that. We're going to add 15 minutes or whatever. See, we're that's all good.
4: learning together throughout the course of our broadcast this evening.
1: No, I'll forget it before the next break's <laughs> over with, but anyway. <laughs> Break to take. We come back. Paul Burdett, the head football coach of the Roan County Raiders, will join us on High School Sports Line, presented in part by Parmar Stores. If there's not one near you now, there will be soon. We're back in a moment.
6: Looking for an exciting part-time career with unbeatable education benefits? The West Virginia Army National Guard may be exactly what you're looking for. With nearly 100 job opportunities from food service to aviation, we have the career for you. On top of these opportunities, soldiers in the Army National Guard are eligible for up to 100% tuition assistance towards in-state universities and trade schools. Don't let the opportunity to be a part-time soldier and a full-time student pass you by. Message us on social media at WeGuard west virginia to get started today
7: attention high school sports fans are you an armchair official you know the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are well if you think you could do better then get in the game and prove it it's time for you to suit up and make
8: the calls where they actually count every sport in west virginia needs more officials
3: Sign up today at HighSchoolOfficials.com. This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
6: What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until
7: 8 o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers High School and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m. on Metro
3: News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. News in the Mountain State happens quick. And for decades, you have depended on Metro News for accurate news delivered fast. Now here's your chance to help keep your fellow West Virginians informed. If you see news happening, become a Metro News Hawk by texting NEWS to 35651. If you take a picture or video of what you see, submit that as well. Text the word NEWS to 35651 to submit your tip or story. Standard texting rates apply. Please don't text and drive.
8: Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com.
3: From football to golf, we've got you covered on the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar from Metro News.
1: Welcome back in, High School Sports Line, Fred and Dave, along with Joe Brocato, on this Wednesday night. My goodness, game night coming up Friday night will be week number nine. So we're into the ninth week of the high school football season. We welcome to our phones head coach Paul Burdett of those roan county raiders they just know how to win football games hey paul welcome in my friend
12: good evening fellas how are you
1: doing well sir seven and O on the season you've already had your bye week and you came back last week after the bye week and beat braxton 54-7 so now you're lining up to head down to uh, Mingo County coming up Friday night. We'll talk about that in a while, but talk about your ball club. As we enter week number nine on the schedule, uh, how's the team physically? Everything good?
12: Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty healthy so far. Um, of course, we lost starting running back and and uh, defensive back, Shay Harper, in the first game, you yeah, got a broken. He's had a procedure done, and he's on the mend, but um, not sure if he'll be back this year or not. But, um, you know, as far as everybody else, we've, we've been fortunate to stay healthy otherwise.
0: Your Roan County football team is averaging just under 400 yards a game, over 300 of that on the ground. But, but don't sleep on your quarterback. You've got a good one as a sophomore in Jacob Greathouse, don't you?
12: Yeah, Jacob's really progressed and, and gotten a lot better. Uh, from last year of course you know last year he was a freshman and, and we did our best to kind of kind of keep the pressure off of him and, and not you know expect a whole lot out of him other than just run the offense and get the ball in the playmakers hands that we had and a lot of play action passes last year but you know we've opened the playbook up a little bit more this year and allow him to throw the ball down the field and uh, you know Jacob just continues to get better and better each game and um, again he's just a sophomore so, each snap he takes uh, it just just gives him more and more uh, experience and uh, you know, just, just allows him to be more explosive.
4: When did you know that Jacob could kind of take on an added role? Did he show that in the offseason? Was it more in the preseason and leading up to the year?
12: You know, going into the latter part of last year, uh, his confidence was, was really growing. And, um, you know, we kind of let him get into more throwing the ball down the field towards the end of the season last year, but um, we got in the off season and, and he had a really good uh, winter in the, in the weight room. And then he goes in and uh, is doing flex days for baseball last spring and he breaks his left wrist. And uh, <laughs> we were in the weight room when it happened and they came in and said, Hey, you know, J- Jacob's, Jacob's hurt. And we went out and we figured out it was left. Luckily it was his left wrist and not his right. Uh, but Neither, either way, it wasn't good news, but, um, so Jacob was out of baseball for the rest of the season and he got to be in the weight room, be with us. And, and every chance he got, he would go outside and, and, you know, throw the balls with the guys and, and just work on some timing stuff. And as we progressed through the summer and seven on seven, um, you know, just, just getting those reps that he didn't get a lot of in seven on seven last year, because Kyler Delp was doing a lot of the, the shotgun quarterbacking and, um, uh, you know, with him being able to do that throughout the summer and just getting comfortable in the off, in the in the offense and and in that a role, um, you know, it just it, his ability to do the things that we were wanting to do really progressed and just got better at it.
1: Talking with head coach Paul Burdett of Roan County, Paul, I I know every coach that I talk to will talk a lot about the Jimmys and Joes, if you will, and uh, when you look back at the seven wins you've had this year so far in the last couple of years on that 24 and or 26 and four. That's a pretty good bunch of Jimmy and Joe's.
12: Yeah, we've been very fortunate, Fred. Um, we we've had a really good run of athletes here since 21. And, um, we we've got a lot more. Fortunately, we've got, we've got more coming up and we've got a really strong freshman class and some really good eighth graders coming up as well next year. Um, but, you know, these, these guys have, uh, my juniors and seniors right now have been a part of some really good football teams and have been able to uh, be led by a lot of really good individuals, um, you know, throughout the years. You go back to 21 uh, with Shadrack Greathouse, the quarterback, and, and him leading the team, and Sean Conrad and, and, and those guys. And then you get into the last year with Briar Begler, Skylar Dell, Colton Paxton. Um, Christian Jarvis, you know, those guys were just really good football players, and they did a good job of leading our program and kind of resetting the foundation that we have uh, in 21. And, uh, you know, and then, and then again last year in 22, taking us to our first ever undefeated season. And, um, you know, it's, we, we've been very fortunate, but that stuff doesn't happen by, uh, just by chance. You know, those guys have really bought in. Our, our whole team are, has bought into our off-season program And, um, you know, they they really believe in what we do
0: and how we do it. And and that's a big deal when you're talking about program. Talking with Roan County football coach Paul Burdett. And you have a 1-2 offensive punch in Brandon Richardson and Lane Watson. They've combined for 25 touchdowns on the season. Richardson has 13, and Watson's right behind him at 12. Talk about that production you have out of that senior in Richardson and the junior in Watson.
12: Uh, yeah, so Brandon, Brandon, you know, carried the ball uh, a bit last year. Um, but, um, you know, coming into this season, the, the plan was to get the ball in his hands uh, as much as possible in as, as many different ways as possible as we could. And, uh, you know, he, he's a weapon in the passing game, and, and he's an obvious weapon in the running game. Uh, Brandon's got as much speed as anybody as we've, we've ever had here. And, uh, his ability to get an open field and and, and turn the speed on, and do the things that he does, uh, is is really instrumental in what we want to do. And then, um, you know, then you throw Lane in, and and, and Lane was going to Lane was not tabbed as a running back at the beginning of the season. Uh, he was going to move in the tight end, some some H back, some split in, uh, just try to move him around and get the ball in his hands as much as we could. But when Shea got hurt at Shady Springs. Um, we kind of move some things around at halftime to to be able to, to take a little bit of pressure off of uh, off of Brandon and, and you know so we moved Lane back to the tailback some in a couple sets and and he's just been he, he's been awesome back there and he just does a good job of running the ball he's big and strong and physical uh, kind of the exact opposite really of, of of Brandon when it comes to running styles Brandon's physical and he's not you know he, he doesn't shy away from any contact but you know, Lane will just run right at you, and Brandon wants to run, you know, run at you, and then get around you. So uh, it's a, it's a really good combination. And then you throw, you know, Clay Walker in there at fullback, who does a, a tremendous job at uh, playing our fullback. You know, he, he, he runs the ball very physical, and he's, he's he may be one of the most physical lead blockers I've ever had. Um, and, and and he does a great job. And then Sawyer Hunt gets in and out of there, running back some and. And does a good ball, a good job when the ball is in his hands. So we've been fortunate last year and 21, and then again this year to be able to spread the ball around and not just have it in just one person's hand.
4: We're joined on high school sports line by Roan County head coach Paul Burdett, and coming into the year, Paul, you had some new guys working in on both the offensive and defensive lines and starting spots. When did that group gel, and when did you know that you were going to be okay up front on both on both lines?
12: Yeah, well, coming into the season, that was. You know, obviously our biggest concern uh, just because we had three new faces on the offensive line and, and, and we were replacing two defensive ends and a defensive tackle. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was early on in the summer when we realized that those guys were capable of doing the things that we wanted to do. And, uh, of course, you returned two really good starters and Jacob Bunner and, and Noah Jett uh, as the left guard and a left tackle. And, and those guys have got a lot of experience. And so... They were great leaders for those young guys, and um, Colton Elliott at center and Hogan Greathouse at guard, and then Tyson Freeland at the right tackle. Um, it's, uh, Hogan and, and Colton are just sophomores, and, and um, uh, Tyson is a junior. So uh, those guys have been here, and they've seen the way that's done, and obviously they've, they've repped all the things that we were doing last year. And, um, they got a lot of experience, which was a big deal last year, uh, in clean up time with JV and varsity games. And, uh, you know, to have that experience under your belt to come in and, and uh, just jump into the big role. And, and they've they really gelled really well. And, uh, you know, we, we really haven't missed a beat as far as our offensive line goes. Those guys have done a great job. And then you flip it over to the defensive side, and, and Jacob Bunner returns. Uh, he, he was a force on the defensive line last year and continues to be again this year. Uh, he's a big, old, strong kid, and he's hard to block. He's, he, he just he, he wrecks havoc on the defensive line. Uh, but Noah Jett steps in at the other tackle, and um, you know, he's got good speed and, and good agility for a big guy, and he does a good job. Tyson Freeland also works in there some. Uh, Coben Contra came in at defensive end. Uh, he had some spot role play last year as a first-year player. Uh, and Cobin's a big kid 63 through 25 and just does a tremendous job at defensive end and then we moved Andy Jetton from a corner down to defensive end because of his size and, and his feet off the edge so uh, I've been very you know very fortunate that those guys were able to uh, step into just to some, to some big roles and, and and fill some big shoes from last year but they've done a really good job. All
1: right buddy you certainly have. One of the tougher games on the schedule coming up this week. You got to make that long trip to mate one. Give me your thoughts on the miners.
12: Uh, Mingo Central is a really good football team, as, as you guys know. Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, they're they're very balanced, and they got playmakers all over the field. Uh, and of course, not to shed any uh, any shadows on their offensive line, those guys are are good ties and they're physical, and they do a really good job blocking. Uh, and then of course, you flip it around on the defensive side of the ball, and they're they're very aggressive, and, and they really get after the offenses. So, uh, by far, our, our our biggest challenge this year thus far, and uh, we look forward to it. Um, you know, we 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 accept the challenge, and and uh, we're ready to, to make the trip, and that's it's going to be a trip, that's for sure. But uh, to, to to be able to go down there and play in a in a game uh, of, of this stature is, is a pretty big deal for us at this point
1: in the season. You've been to Minor Mountain?
12: I've never been there, Fred.
1: Oh, man. I'm telling you, when you get there, just uh, take a few seconds just to look around at where that field sits because it's a, it really is a, an awe-inspiring view when you get up on top of that mountain up there where that field is. So uh, enjoy it. Best of luck, my friend. You mentioned it's a long trip. Just safe travels, and uh, may the best team win, Okay. Right, Brad, thank you, thank you, partner. There you go, head coach Paul Burdett of those Roan County Raiders, very, very successful football team, no doubt. Final break to take. We come back. Young man by the name of Kyle Ritz is going to join us. He's the head coach of the undefeated Knights of Tyler Consolidated. We're back with more on High School Sports Line. Parmar Stores. If there's not one near you now, there will be soon. We're back in a moment. Touch. The most wonderful time
5: of the year is here. Uh, uh, Of course, I'm talking about football season and your local Parmar stores are ready. Hey, it's Dave Allen. Whether you need to gas up the tank, grab a bite to eat, or stock up on snacks and drinks for the tailgate party or for your own couch, Parmar's got you covered. Parmar is the official store of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission and of Marshall University. Happy football. And remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
8: The Children's Neuroscience Center at WVU Medicine Children's has been nationally ranked in neurology and neurosurgery by U.S. News & World Report. This means we provide the highest level of neurological, behavioral, and psychiatric care all in one place. We use the latest technologies to treat epilepsy, traumatic brain injury, brain tumors, autism, and migraines, as well as muscle and nerve disorders. Visit wvukids.com.
3: This is the high school sports line presented by Parmar on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning, the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdette Camping Center, home of the RV Warranty Forever, Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
0: South Charleston automotive manufacturing plant Gastamp, is celebrating more than 10 years of production and workforce developments. Company president John Petroni announced Wednesday they'll be investing almost $70 million in equipment and technology Upgrades for electric vehicles.
3: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Major League Baseball playoffs. Houston beat Minnesota 3-2. The
7: Astros win that series in four. Arizona completed the sweep over the Dodgers 4-2. Philadelphia beat Atlanta 10-2. The Phillies lead that series two games to one now.
3: And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdette Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline.
8: Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that'll keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com.
6: WVMetroNews.com The only website you need to stay Informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talkline, Hotline, Sportsline, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetronews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state. WVMetronews.com
3: High School Sports Line on Metro News is presented by Parmar. If there's not a Parmar near you, there will be soon.
1: Welcome back in High School Sports Line. Fred Persinger, Dave Jacklin, Joe Bricado with you. We welcome in Head Coach Kyle Ritz of the Tyler Consolidated Knights. Coach, welcome in. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Going well. Hey, by the way, uh 7-0. It's your first season. You, you do know it's not supposed to be this easy, don't you?
13: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I have a good staff around me and, and, you know, a lot of good, hardworking kids. So, you know, it, you know a lot goes out to those guys. You know, they put in a lot of time and, uh, you know, having them guys around definitely make, makes things a lot easier. You know, a lot of experience around me, players and coaches. So, you know, it's always, always good to have that and, uh, you know, good leadership to, you know, Lean on for some advice and stuff around the building, so you know it, it helped coming in. But you know, I'm starting to get the hang of it now, so you know, we're doing good.
0: You know, we were talking earlier in the program that uh, you might be the youngest head coach in, in high school football in West Virginia. What, just 25 years old?
13: Uh, 26.
0: 26, all right. So no, he's an old man it, now. It, yeah, you're old now. You're right through yeah, Steve Edwards. Yeah. Hey, but no, seriously, <laughs> it was just a, a couple of years ago you were lining up as a tight end at a defensive end at Magnolia. So what was that transition like for you personally? And then we'll talk about this team. You know, young head coach going from just playing high school football yourself a handful of years ago to now being a, a head football coach on the high school side at Tyler Consolidated.
13: Yeah, it was um, – It it was a a gradual transition, you know, getting into coaching. Um, you know, when I was playing at West Liberty, um, I had kind of started working around with, um, athletes in the local area and, you know, Mike Flannery at River kind of got me involved and gradually got introduced to that. And, and, uh, the more I was kind of around him and, and the rest of his staff, it kind of led me into the idea of it's something that I'd like to continue to do. And, uh, I was working at Tyler Consolidated at the time when the job come open, and I, uh, you know, I just felt like you know the relationship I had with with the kids and uh, you know the other staff members at the building, you know, it was an opportunity that I definitely wanted to, uh, you know, enter my hat, enter my enter my name in the hat, and uh, give myself that chance. And you know, I, I think um, being around a, a veteran guy like Mike Flannery and you know, Terry Snively at River, you know. I uh, had learned a lot of good traits from them, so you know I think uh, you know a lot of the learning came from just being around those, those veteran head coaches, head coaches that I'd been with in my time there.
4: Young as you are, how often do you jump into drills to show guys how to do things? And when you do that, how how's the competition against the guys?
13: <laughs> uh, it, 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 it comes and goes, but you know I'd say at least once a day I'm I'm doing something that. I feel like I still got the helmet on, you know. But, uh, you know, some of the guys, they make jokes because they'll, they'll be like, oh, coach, I can't believe you were good I, I, the way you're running there. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not warmed up. I'm wearing tennis shoes and sweatpants and I'm not ready to go right now. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, just the fact that I will get in and do that stuff with the guys and you know, that shows them that, you know, I, I want them to do it the way it's supposed to be done, and uh, I, I think they get a good laugh out of it. But at the end of the day, I
1: think it uh, it helps them learn by seeing seeing it done too. Well, let them let them know that uh, you never say anything to the guy that wears the whistle controlling the wind sprints. You just don't say anything bad no, to that guy. No, hey, You were talking yeah, about right. you were talking about coaches surrounding you. Question. uh uh, one of your assistant coaches zach easley is that the same zach easley that was at payton city a couple of years ago as the head coach yes yes that is so yeah so you do have you do you've got you've got guys around you even on your staff right now that have been through the ranks so to speak so that's got to be some help to you as a as a young coach starting out
13: oh absolutely you know it's, it's like you look around and you got uh you, know, you can get on the line. All, all the coaches on on staff have have been involved with with multiple programs for multiple years, and um, you know they've taught like a variety of different athletes and and been through. You know, pretty much all the coaches on staff have been with different programs. So every coach kind of brings their own their own uh play to the table, and and you know I think that's that's something that we do really well. Is you know we all we all bring our different pieces to the Pieces of the puzzle, and uh, you know, when we put them together, you know, it gives us a lot of options and you know, a lot of different ideas and, and minds melting. And you know, I, I think I think that's a good thing for us is to have uh, different coaching backgrounds prior to being at Tyler Consolidated, and uh, you know, it just gives us a lot a lot to work with.
0: When I take a look at this Tyler Consolidated football team, seven and zero on the season, I want to go back to the last two weeks against Ravenswood and against Tulsa, a bunch of different players scoring touchdowns. You score 42 against Tulsa, you score 55 against Ravenswood. But kind of looking at those recaps, there's a lot of different Silver Knights finding the end zone. This is a pretty balanced and deep offensive side.
13: Yeah, we, um, you know, we and we felt like coming into the season, you know, after uh, – you know, doing our, our, our summer camp and, you know, the early parts of the season, you know, we we felt like we had a lot of guys that you know that were able to make plays and, and get us in positions to be a really balanced team. But you know, you, you go through our, our roster and look at the you know, a lot of the guys that are are, are helping our offense be successful and you know a, you know, a lot of people around the state are familiar with, with Sean Winfrey. You know, he's he's the guy that you know, he gets a lot of the carries, he gets you know, a lot of the touchdowns, but, you know, you get through and you look, and we have a lot of talent at different spots, but a lot of it is, is fresh talent. You know, we have a lot of uh, freshmen and sophomores getting in the mix and some first-year players getting in the mix, and then, you know, you got some of your veteran guys that, that have played before on, on this offense, you know, your, your Tristan Tuttle kind of guys. But uh, you know, you look out at it, our receiver core right now, and you got sophomore Bo Tallman. He uh, he didn't get a lot of varsity time last year, but you know he's been a guy we've been you know real impressed with our, with our offense. And uh, you look out, split out to the other side, you got sophomore Reese Davis. He played some uh, Mike linebacker for for Tyler Consolidated last year, and he didn't get much opportunity on offense, but he helped their defense a lot. And um you know, you keep going through the, the lineup, and the guys that kind of just played bits and pieces last year. Now they they've grown and they've stepped up and they've bought in. And and you know, I I think I think the kids' mindset of how good they want to be has has been a been uh, you know, a huge part of our success so far this season.
4: Obviously a perfect start to the season at 7-0, and but in your first year as a head coach, has the expectation matched the experience? Are there different things about coaching that maybe you didn't know coming into the position?
13: Um, you know, b- before I had put my name in to, to apply for the job, you know, there were things that, that I didn't know, but, the, you know, as the process got started, you know, speaking with other coaches after, you know, I let them know that I was applying and, you know, I, I had coaches reach out and talk to me. It kind of just gave me the, you know, the the hidden scene stuff that, you know, you don't see from, you know, the other side of the window. And, uh, you know, even with, with, with all the extra, you know, that you do have to do, you know, it, to me, I didn't make a difference. Um, you know, as soon as I got into coaching, becoming head coach was was the goal that I, I set for myself and that I, that I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I just took it as as a challenge, just like, you know, the players should with with games and stuff like that. You know, I I took it as, well, I can just say I'm too young or I can get in and do my best and and treat it like anything else I do and just, you know, do do what I do and, and try to put all I got into it and make it the best for the people around me to enjoy it and be successful.
1: Yeah, I like that attitude. All right, let me ask you this then: You're seven and zero, but the only one that really means anything is the one coming up Friday night when you hit the road and travel to Williamstown. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yep.
13: Williamstown is is a traditional, tough, talented football team. You know, it, you know the whole time you know I was growing up, all the way through now, they've been um, very recognizable for. How how detail oriented they are, and, and how well they do the things they do. Um, you know the coaching staff there does a does a great job at, at getting them ready to play games. You know, and you you watch the film, and and they're just uh, they're very detail oriented, and and they really work on on getting good at the things that they do. And, and it's
1: evident in film, and it's evident in you know game recaps of their games. All right, what's the key? Then what's the key Friday night? Keep playing like the Knights have been playing?
13: Yep, and that and that's what we tell our guys. You know, we uh you know, we go out and we play our best and we keep the mistakes minimal and at the end of the night that's all you can do. You just have to trust that uh you know, the guy next to you, whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, you know, they're doing their part to, to, to help the team be successful and you know, we just think that you know, if you you do that, you know, it's it's not up to you how the game turns out. And uh, you know, I think our guys, as the the seasons went on, we've had some challenges. You know, we we've, we've had a lot of road games and a lot of hostile environments. And um, you know, I think our guys have have started to just embrace it. You know, we're we're a road team this year. We got to play games on the road. You know, and you don't know when you're gonna have to in the And I think they've just accepted it and. Uh, you know, they're ready to go out and, and bat, battle for one another on Friday. So, you know, as a staff, I think we uh, we just are going to stick to our stick to our roots and, and play our game, and hopefully that our guys will go out and, and do the
1: same as we planned on doing. All right, Kyle. Hey, buddy, I appreciate the time tonight. Best of luck, not only Friday night, but the rest of the schedule, and uh, hopefully we can talk together soon again, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. You all have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, Head Coach Kyle Ritz of those Tyler Consolidated Knights. All right, gentlemen, update on the soccer game, first of all.
4: 5-2 West Virginia, two goals since our last update. Marcus Caldera had the fourth, a hat trick for him, and then the Mountaineers just adding another one now with Constantine's Carew So 5-2 West Virginia with 16 minutes to go.
1: 16 minutes. And,
4: and Marshall's only given up five goals all year, and they've given up five tonight.
1: Okay, so uh, Marshall number one in the country, not, not not the state, number one in the country. Uh, both play in the Sun Belt Conference, right?
4: That's correct. So if the result holds, it'll be the first loss in league play from Marshall. We'll move West Virginia up the, I uh, uh, believe, to second place in the conference standings. Oh, okay, and who would take over then? I think UCF is a point ahead, but they may have had a game in hand. So it'll all, it'll all equal out when everybody plays the same number of matches. All right. Yeah. What the heck? You know. So five two. Right? Is that what you said? Five two. West Virginia. Sixteen minutes to go.
1: All right. There you go. So five two. So we'll see. All right. Player or, or games of the week. Class AAA and guys. I don't care which one you pick. It. I don't think it can go wrong. To be honest with you.
4: Yeah. The, the, there's no wrong answer. I think Cabell, right. Midland, Huntington a tremendous matchup. Spring Mills, Martinsburg, Martin, Spring Mills, Martinsburg a tremendous matchup as well. I think those are the two that clearly stand out.
3: Sure
0: musselman Dave. Jefferson is a big game for Musselman, sitting at the on the bubble at number sixteen. But uh, one versus three wins every time, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it'd be tough uh, battle for the shield. And uh, yeah, okay, so we'll go with that one. Class of AAA game of the week is Huntington playing host to Cabell Midland.
0: All right, Double A. I want to go to the bottom. I'm not going to pick one of these games, but Double A is so deep with games this week. Independence Nicholas County is a couple of four and three teams. Liberty Harrison and Lincoln is a couple of five and two teams. Philip Barber and Lewis County is a big game. Nitro and Winfield's a big game. But then you got the two at the top. Herbert Hoover, North Marion, Roan County, Mingo, Central. I Oh, boy, you can go either way. I'm going to take the Roan County Mingo Central version, and I'll leave it to Joe to maybe pick the other Husky Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I, I really – that's a flip em. That's a flip them. Uh, it's, it's a flip. It's there's, a no, there's
4: no wrong answer. Yeah.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. So you pick. What do you think, Joe? Oh, okay. Uh,
4: let's go with Roan County Mingo Central with uh, with all due respect to the Husky Bowl, but uh, I think one versus six, it's, it's, it's a very compelling matchup to see what uh, will play out on Minor Mountain.
1: There you go. All right. That brings us to class single A.
4: Tyler and Williamstown, 7-0 and versus 7-0. I think that does stand out. But you also have, if you go down a little bit further, a pair of five and two teams in East Hardy and Doddridge County meeting up. I think that anytime you have two unbeaten teams this late in the year, that does kind of stand out. But you can make the argument for East and Doddridge County.
0: Well, Doddridge County is a football team that's won five straight games. East Hardy comes into it winning four in a row and five of the Cougars' last six. But Tyler and Williamstown, they've played good games in the past. They've had some high-scoring games in the past. I think when you've got 14 wins between two teams heading into week nine, uh, I, I think that's the way you go. You think you go
1: 7-0, 7-0? I think so. Yeah, it'd be hard to go against it, really, yeah. that's for certain. Hey, we had a lot of good guests tonight. No question about that. Don't forget, we've got game night coming up Friday night. At uh, 9:30, Uh, most stations after their local games join Dave and I will be on the air until midnight. Uh, Joe will be where Martinsburg. Martinsburg. Greg will be Huntington. In Huntington, and Taryn will be on Minor
4: Mountain. Uh, Rachel for the Husky Bowl. Rachel, that's right, that's right. right. So
1: we'll have to get in touch with uh, who's going to. Yeah, No, Dave and I can't go. We'll send uh, Taylor Kennedy. We'll send Taylor Kennedy to Minor Mountain. How's that, huh? Sounds good. Wait, can we still do that? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, great great show tonight, guys. Really a great show. Update on the soccer game before we have to leave?
4: 14 minutes to go. West Virginia is still up 5-2 to two and well on their way to it looks like a victory.
1: Wow. That's a big win. Big win. Music's on. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody.
3: The High School Sports Line on Metro News is presented by Parmar. If there's not a Parmar near you, there will be soon. Parmar, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Tonight's show has been brought to you in part by Marshall University. Your moment awaits at Marshall. By ZMM Architects and Engineers. At the forefront of school design in West Virginia. Online at ZMM.com. By Glenville State University. Pioneer your future. By WVU Medicine, exclusive health care provider of all Mountaineers, including you. And by Concord University, it starts with you. Join us next Wednesday starting at 7.06 p.m. for another edition of the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar. Here on Metro News,
11: the voice of high school sports in West Virginia. All rights reserved.
3: 18 plus.